Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there are an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. Hey, podcast fam. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. We're excited to be back with you. We missed you guys last week. Yeah, so Chad was um, helping out with VBS, which um, for those who don't know, VBS is Vacation Bible School. Now, if you're listening and you're like, wow, I didn't know that Chad liked kids. That statement that he just made is proof to you of the fact that he doesn't necessarily I hid behind the media booth. But he was helping out with some media. So that is why we were... um, silent last week mm-hmm. um he would fall into bed every night that's all i'm saying those kids tired him out yeah he was I mean, pooped if it was one of your kids i apologize but <laughs> bulk groups of children together become terrorists and they'll destroy anything oh my gosh. in their path they were great yeah. they were awesome i think um, they it was a great, a great week um super exciting like the kiddos they raised like a bunch of money for um an orphanage in haiti and mm-hmm. another one in ghana mm-hmm. um and so it was it was awesome it was fantastic but so today i know i'm saying let's hop in i'm like excited today to talk about today's we're gonna talk about identity, identity. we were gonna say I? it at the same time but she didn't do that i know i just felt like it was too like okay. oh, all right like, today we're gonna talk about identity, identity. We'll, we'll work on that guys <laughs> we'll get back to you but um so guys i was sitting on google and i'm like a little bit of a nerd um and i was googling i thought i was sitting and i was like hmm i wonder what are the top questions people ask Google. Well, I found out that there's a couple lists. Um, and what's nice is a couple of the lists, they break down like, so, you know, um, the most questions asked to Google using the keyword who, or the most questions um, people ask Google using the keyword why or whatever. And I was scrolling through just super interested and like reading all of them. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. There was one that said, where am I? Yeah. Like, (laughs) you ask Siri where you are, not Google. But anywho, um, uh, <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> I wouldn't even be able to ask so, that. But anyway. According I, I to 2019's, I'm just trying to help her get to her I notes. Came, I came across a question, and it was in the top 10 of the most frequently asked questions for the keyword who. And it was the question, who am I? And this was according to a 2019 study. Who am I was one of the most frequently asked yeah. questions. I want to say it was like number four on the list. Um, it was it was very frequently asked. And, and working with people, I would say that this, along with purpose, are the two most common things that every single person is searching for in life. They don't know who they are, and they don't know what they're here to do. And, you know, that has big implications to it because it affects every area of your life. Your identity and your purpose together literally affect the destination and the goals that you have for life. So if you don't know who you are, you're probably going to try to be somebody else. If you don't know who you are, you're going to mimic something that seems interesting to you and maybe not even fulfill your purpose and destiny that that God has for you. Right. So not only that, but it affects how you live life. Right. To the level to which you live life. You know, a lot of people are... um, 
you know, you look at a lot of people and you think, oh, they're just miserable. You kind of just pass them off as miserable or you kind of, you pass them off as, you know, someone that you don't want to be around. But if you take a little look deeper, they don't know who they are. And so they're acting out of a place of not actually knowing who they are. Right. And it's interesting because obviously you're not fully satisfied in life if you're not living the life that you were designed to live. Yeah, you'll never be content. You'll always feel like there's more because there actually is, um... And so today we're going to get into this topic, and interesting enough, until you can answer the question, who am I, you will never live the life to the level that God intended you to, and you'll never live the fulfillment of what he desires for your life. And so, not even just that, every situation, yeah. every situation, you know, your marriage, your, right. na- your marriage will never be what God wanted it to be if your identity is off tilt. Right. Right. And who it, you it, are affects mm-hmm. everything that you're involved in. Right? Absolutely. Your job, your marriage. Who you see yourself as. Affects everything. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they see themselves as one thing, but they're acting completely different. So it's important to start to boil some of these important questions that we ask down and say, okay, well, you know, who am I? What am I here to do? You know, what, what is my purpose here on this planet? Because suddenly your priorities will start to shift because your identity is going to line up with your purpose. Right. And a lot of times I feel like we spend a lot of our life doing things that don't build our purpose, aren't actually who we are. We're just trying to kind of fit into the cultural norms. We're trying to fit in with the crowd. We're trying to, you know, maybe mimic or be like somebody else. And we miss out. And so much. I remember when we first got married and I was super insecure. I didn't quite know who I was. I thought I knew who I was. You know, Mm -hmm. I put on my big girl undies and moved to another country and went to Bible school. And I thought that I knew who I was. But what I found out, you know, in our first year of marriage is I actually didn't have a clue who I was. Right. And so with that came a lot of insecurity. It came a lot of doubt, came a lot of um, questioning. And what I saw is that it affected our marriage because instead of me dealing with finding out who I was, it was Mm -hmm. easier to blame you for everything I felt that I wasn't, right? So the lack that I would Mm -hmm. feel or, you know, when things would go wrong or stuff Mm -hmm. would happen, instead of me putting, you know, putting the eyes inward and being like, okay, Jade, let's figure this out. I would look at you Mm-hmm. of as like the problem yeah and i think sometimes that's easy it's easier to blame everybody else so you know i see it even in the in the corporate world in the job world yep. instead of somebody fixing their own character flaws and finding out their identity they blame the job they blame their employer well they're just a bad employer you know when people can't keep a job they want to always blame their employer but i think sometimes if we were to look inward yeah and if we were to know who we are and know our value and know our worth everything else would be so different right and it's called mirroring you know you or, or what's the, you have another word for it too um basically projecting. what projecting yeah. yeah mirroring projecting yeah what you're feeling insecure about or what you're lacking you actually put off on somebody else and right. it did impact our marriage a lot and it takes time obviously to discover you know what your identity is but while you're on that process we just have to you know give other people space and, you know, not throw ourselves at them, maybe because we're feeling insecure at moments. Right. So let's ask the yeah. question, who am I? Yeah. Or who are you? But, you know, the problem with this question is that the answer isn't one size fits all. So I'm not able to give an answer to everybody. You know, I don't know who they are because mm-hmm. who I am 
as Jade yeah. is different to who you are as Chad. Yeah. You know, our, who we are is not the same. Right. Who we are is not one size fits all. We have to find out for ourselves. Now, obviously, there's things that are the same, right? Because right. we know God created us and, and all that stuff. But when you get to the nitty gritty of it, who I am is different to who you are. Yeah. And I got to find that out for myself. You got to find that and out And it's for a yourself. good thing. You know, you don't want to be like everybody else. You don't want, you know, what's the cliche statement? Everybody else is already taken, so you might as well be yourself. Yeah, and it's cliche, but it's true. It is. I mean, why why would you try to be somebody else? It's it's so, you know. It's so 2019. Oh my gosh, you're <laughs> out of control. Who even invited you here? <laughs> oh man, so I I've a I like to pull in uh, Miles Monroe quotes uh, in these things. So here's one from Miles Monroe. People, therefore, need a God-given identity if they are going to fulfill their true purpose. We must learn what God, God originally intended for them. To do this, we must go back and rediscover the Creator's design and plan for both men and women. That's awesome. Miles Monroe... Uh, if you want to do yourself a favor and listen to or read anything by Miles yeah. Monroe, it's phenomenal. But... To go on that thought of what he just said is to know your full identity, you have to read your user manual. Right. There is a user manual. Amen. If you, you know, if you get something like, okay, so our best friends, they buy Chad something for our kitchen every single year. And I have like a love hate with this because I think it's cool that he gets all these like random cool things, but they take up so much space. She doesn't complain when I make ice cream though, I'll tell you that. So that's what I was going to say. I mean, they've bought him an ice cream maker. They have bought him a sous vide. They've bought him... She also doesn't complain we got perfectly temperatured <laughs> steaks with a great sear that have been marinating for hours. But anyway, so the point I'm trying to oh, make okay. now that we're getting okay. distracted yeah. with... <laughs> Actually, steak sounds so good right uh, now. Oh, I know. I hope no one's fasting that's listening to this. I'm sorry if yep. you are. But, you know, his ice cream maker. If he never read the instructions on his ice cream maker... He'll never be able to use his ice cream maker to the level that it's, you know, it's created to be used. Actually, I have an even better example that is going to be so embarrassing to him, but this is beautiful. Is it the key? This is the car. No, no, no. I want to tell this one. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess it was your mistake, so you can. So we bought it. When we moved back to America, we bought a uh, Chevy Equinox. And on the key ring, you know, there's the lock, the unlock, the alarm, and then there was another button. You know, I asked, I thought I asked at least originally, (laughs) if it had an automatic starter. And eventually we ended up selling the Equinox and we got a Ford Explorer. When I saw the key for the Ford Explorer, I'm like, yes, it has an automatic car start. And my cousin, who's my car salesman, (laughs) he turns to me and says, what do you mean? Your other car had uh, uh, an automatic starter as well. And I'm like, you're lying. Prove it to me. So he walks out pushes that blank button and that's always been there our equinox start and we watched it start up after owning it for two Friends, and for a half two years. and a half years this man made me get into a cold car whatever but i didn't know the full potential years. i didn't know you know the remote's identity <laughs> <laughs> not so much the remote's identity but you know if we had actually read the manual if we'd actually read 
I mean, I don't know if actually people sit and read their car manuals, but you know, you get the gist of what There's we're saying. There's someone out there. If we had actually sat and read the manual, we would never have found out that it had a feature, you know, that would have made life for two and a half years so much easier. So we got to read the user manual. Right. And that's why the world is in the state that it's in. It's because people are trying to operate independently from the manual. Right. And, get, you know, people are, it's like the Romans one example. People, instead of worshiping the creator, they worship the creation. And then, you know, God eventually gives them over to their own, you know, uh, air quotes, wisdom. And they think that they're living their life to their best abilities. I mean, I I see people on self-destructive paths all the time. And as much as you try to give them the word of God and encourage them and realign them onto that user manual so that they can actually discover their identity they are totally against everything you have to say and they won't receive it and so they just keep doing their own thing and i mean imagine thinking that something was supposed to function one way for two and a half years like my car starter and then finding out two and a half years later that actually it had so much more potential to it and i was just using it wrong the whole time i think that's what a lot of people do i think that's so true um and like we were saying in the beginning i just wanted to hop on to that again is you know, we kind of put identity in a box sometimes and we think that, you know, it's just, oh, it's just got to do with the inward. So it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. But, you know, who we are and what's on the inside always comes out. So Mm -hmm. identity, it's inward, but it's always expressed outwardly. Mm -hmm. So every situation, it's going to be expressed outwardly. So it is of like paramount. Is that like a good word to use? I don't know. It is of utmost importance. There we go. I need my dad to listen to this and give me feedback on my terrible English. No, you know what? what's annoying? Whenever my dad listens to stuff that I do, he's always like, I'm going to get... So in South Africa, you pay for school. You don't get school like for free. Not that you get for free, but it's your taxes in America. But my, my dad always tells me he's going to go get a refund on what he paid <laughs> to send me to school. <laughs> but... um. It's of, it is of utmost importance yeah. that we work on this. It yeah. is of utmost important that we actually read the manual and know yeah. what is part of us and what isn't part of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and understand the original intent for your life. Because if you don't understand the original intent, you're never going to find the identity that you have, which then means you'll never fulfill your purpose. I remember this in Bible school. It was funny because nobody really knew who they were in Bible school. They were no, just we were like farts in a wind. Yeah, they were just kind of floating around doing the best we can. But every time a new preacher would come in, every time we a new evangelist would come through, all the Bible school students would be, I want to be an evangelist. Wow. I want to be a prophet. Yeah, I want to be like so that true. person. I want to operate like this person. And literally, they just wanted to copy somebody else's identity because it's easier oftentimes to see what somebody else is doing and want what they have. But it's much more difficult to do that inward self-discovery mm-hmm. and say, okay, well, God, what is it that you actually have for me? What is my reason for being here? Yeah. Who am I and what Why am I you know, here? What, what is the here? purpose that I'm on this earth for? Because we know God put us yeah. here. We know he created us. We know, you know, he called us. So why? Why yeah. are we here? Cuz I'd challenge you and and maybe you probably you probably think less than God does about yourself. It's true. And God probably has something pretty incredible for you with a design only made for you with a shoe print just for you and you're called to fulfill something incredible 
But if we're so focused on, you know, other things outside of the inward, in that inward identity and who we are, then we're never going to solve it in ourselves. It's kind of like that puzzle that once you solve the puzzle, then everything else kind of falls into line because it impacts every single area. Yeah. And there's a great danger, right? In not Mm -hmm. knowing who you are. And there's, there's, there's two parts to this that I think is like a good thing that we can kind of look at. And the first thing is that when you don't know who you are, you could suffer or find yourself facing an identity crisis. Right. What does an identity crisis look like? Well, a lot of times it looks like just pure discontentment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, never being satisfied. Um, it stalls your purpose. When you when you suffer an identity crisis, your purpose is stalled because you're so busy um, looking at everything that you're not yeah. that you don't look at everything that you are and everything that you have and everything that God calls you to be. I like it. An identity crisis is de- is defined a period of uncertainty and confusion in which a person's sense of identity becomes insecure. It's typically due to a change in their expected aims or role in society. Yeah, and this is interesting because we see this all the time and what I would even say is that I think a lot of people that are dissatisfied with life that are maybe walking in depression, yeah. walking in frustrations, even people that are mean and angry. It, I think you could boil it down a lot of times to an identity crisis because it. they're so frustrated internally that it. they just don't know how to express themselves and they're they're taking it out on everybody around them. Yeah. An identity crisis, a lot of times when I think of crisis, people that go through crisis are a lot of times unhoned in their emotions. Right. They're just lashing out because they feel a way and they don't know how to release it. Yeah. And that's a huge and scary place to be at, especially as a Christian, yeah. but no matter who you are. Because you have a reason here. You have, Who you are is important, not just to you, not just to your family, but to the world, because there's a reason that you're on this planet, yeah, right? Yeah, there's a purpose, there's yeah. a plan. Yep, yep. The second one, all right, we're going to dig right into this, and we've got identity crisis is the first one. The second one, and I think this is more popular than the first one, is identity theft. So let me define identity theft, and then we can kind of talk about what that looks like how it manifests itself but identity theft is the deliberate use of someone else's identity usually as a method to gain financial advantage or obtain credit and other benefits in the other person's name and perhaps to the other person's disadvantage or loss now Mm -hmm. i know that's like a very technical um definition but i think the important part is is the deliberate use of someone else's identity usually identity theft manifests itself in comparison mm-hmm. um, and kind of copycatting, yep. right? It's yep. that thing of, well, you did that, so I'm going to do it. Yep. Well, you got that kind of car, so I'm going to get that kind mm-hmm. of car. And you did this, so I'm going to do that. Yep. And it comes from a place of insecurity. Yeah. It comes from a place, you know, there's a, there is a, a I do believe that, you know, um, uh, what is it? Copycatting is like the highest, is a form of flattery. Yeah. Um, what is it? What's the Comparison. word? Oh, uh, uh, no, no. Um, Look at us, we're stumped for the English words. We don't know. Where's Gregory Clue when you need him? Yeah, it's true. But, um, you know, you're insecure 
And so, but what I was saying was there is a point of where it is flattering, you know? Mm -hmm. So I have people in my life that I look up to Mm -hmm. and I do in fact model things that I do after them, but it's not out of place of insecurity. It's out of a place of, I admire them. And so I desire to be like them. Mm -hmm. It's different though, when you're trying to steal what they have. So it's only doing something because I want to take the attention off that person and put it on myself. Right. I want to steal who they are and try and put it on me. You know, you see this in the Bible, but you even see this in the church world where you have a pastor of the church and, you know, we're, we're pastoring a campus right now. Um, and so we, we work with people all the time, but you see that, you know, somebody will try put themselves in the place of the pastor, mm-hmm. right? Well, you know, I know the pastor said that, but here's what I have to say on mm-hmm. this topic. And they begin to try and take the identity yep. and it's not out of a place of anything more than they don't know who they are Mm -hmm. so they feel like they have to take it from somebody else yep and think about this if you have to do identity theft that just means there's no identity that you have an understanding for because identity produces and it births purpose purpose births vision Mm -hmm. and if you have an understanding of who you are and what you're here to do you don't need to copy anybody else to that level now i understand modeling and things like that i i look at things that are successful and systems that work and i apply them to my life as well there's nothing wrong with that but i'm talking about stealing somebody else and who they are and trying to become that that will just not only rob from that person, but it'll rob from you. Because most people can recognize those things, and it makes you look worse. You can smell a fake. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry, you can smell people a People love away. authenticity, and they want to know who you actually are, not who you're pretending to be. Yeah. Right, so... Um, God, you know, <laughs> I Nick, saw that. I yeah. saw Nick, um, Nick shared this. No, not Nick. Um, Jory shared this, one of the ladies that attends our campus, and it was a thing, and it said, God can't bless who you pretend to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick had commented on it. That's what made me think of that. And it's so true, yep. because God's not going to bless you continually trying to be somebody else. God's called you to be somebody, and he's going to bless that person, yeah. that person that he's called you to be. So here's the challenge, though. Take time to answer these questions. You can't just suddenly be like, oh, this is who I am. No, you got to take time. And I mean, especially if you're a believer, you need to take time in prayer and fasting and truly ask the Lord, hey, wh- who am I? What have you called me to do? You know, why am I on this planet? You got to start to boil these things down and start to write down some thoughts with it and pray into it. And if you're not a believer and you're listening to this, man, one of the most impactful ways to discover who you are like we've been talking about is to reconnect with your creator and you know you can know your full design when you go back to where you came from and i think that's what could be your next step to help identify who you are and what you're here for because otherwise you're just going to have to do your own thing but for those that are believers i mean take time write it down look up what the definition is Uh, you know pray on it Ask other people to give feedback on, on, on what you're writing down and not just anybody, but people in leadership positions that, you know, you're people submitted you've under and that you, yeah, that you've given a voice to. But I think this is one of the most impactful stories on uh, identity ever. Before you tell the story, <sighs> okay. Dad, steal your thunder. Ready, go. That's okay. Your identity Shh. and who you are Shh. is, <laughs> what is that? Shh. Is not defined by what you do. 
Mm. So who you right. are is not what you do. Right. I am just because I am in the role of a pastor. That's not who I am. Right. Just because I'm in the role of a mom, that's not who right. I am. Just because I'm a wife, that's not who I am. So what we do is also not who we are. And I remember in 30 year Bible school when we were asked this question. And I really had to take a moment to dwell on it because your immediate answer is to say what you do. Right. right? Who, who am I? Oh, well, I'm a mom and I'm a wife. No, that's not who I am. Yeah. That's what I do, yeah. but that's not who I right. am. No, it's important. And yeah. you, you start to ask those questions and it's not what you do. It's there, there's a lot of things and you know people play semantics with identity and things like that you know but ultimately at the end of the day when you take away everything around you when you take away all material things all you know jobs all titles everything like that who are you what's left standing yeah and what's left standing um, there and you know what's cool is Jesus went through something like this too this is the amazing uh, story that he was chomping at the bit. Yeah, this is is my my dope Bible story that fits right (laughs) in here. Um, So Matthew 13, uh, or 3, 13 through 17, Jesus is is discovering his identity. He understands that he's the Messiah. He meets up with a guy named John the Baptist, and John the Baptist baptizes Jesus. This is interesting because obviously John the Baptist was humbled that he had the opportunity, but when Jesus was baptized, when he came up, the Bible says the Spirit fell upon him like a dove, okay? So God the Son, God the Holy Spirit coming down on him like a dove, and then literally the Bible says God the Father spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Think about that. That's his identity. That was Jesus' identity on this planet while he was here. And God gave him a stamp of approval. And God, yeah, man, that, I mean, what an endorsement from heaven. You know, the, you are my son in whom I am well pleased. So his identity, I am the son of God. Because in the natural, he wasn't, you know. He was Mary and Joseph's son. So that supernatural aspect, that was a stamp of this is my identity. But even Jesus had his identity challenged. Matthew 4, 1 through 11, the Bible says that Jesus um, went into the wilderness and went on a fasting time and a praying time for 40 days. And what's so interesting is the enemy never comes when you're at your strongest point. Mm-mm. He always waits until you're at your weakest time or when you're distracted, when you're hungry, when you're tired, whatever it looks like. He's not a fair fighter. And so he came to Jesus, all right? And this is at his weakest points, and he said, Are you really the Son of God? Are you really the Son of God? Did God really say that? If you are the Son of God, you can throw yourself over the cliff, and the angels will catch you. If you are the Son of God, you can turn this stone to bread. And he started to challenge his very identity, and what's so cool. Yeah, like just chapter before, and immediately, this is, this is, uh, Uh, chronological in the Bible. And so immediately he went down and had his identity challenged. And what's so cool is this, Jesus knew who he was and he responded with the word of God. And a lot of times, again, his identity was founded in the word of God, that user manual. And so he had that strength to speak from and he was not wavering when the enemy came and questioned his identity. I think a lot of us were so 
insecure in what we may feel our identity is that you know when somebody challenges that we back off immediately yeah, we crumble yeah we, we cr- crumble but i'm telling you what you got to be like jesus i mean this man he knew what he was called to do it is written. he knew yeah it is written and he refuted the devil with the scripture overcame every temptation took that and that was part of his empowerment from heaven ultimately and that launched him into his purpose and destiny on the earth for the next three and a half years and that right there is the power of identity yeah. power of knowing who i am yeah and who i'm not yeah because when yeah. you know who you are you know who you're not so when the devil comes with those thoughts when he mm-hmm. comes with those questions when he comes with all of that we can say yeah. no, that's or not even those distractions of oh well maybe that would be enticing oh maybe that's maybe what you I'm should so- be like them mm-hmm. maybe you should do what they do yeah and that is not the plan so um we're gonna leave you with this who are you and we're gonna pray and end right off so father we thank you right now that you're revealing yourself to every single person listening to this podcast That, God, they would truly understand through your revelation to them and through your word who they are called to be and what their identity is. Lord, I pray that they wouldn't go through things like the identity crisis we talked about. God, they wouldn't try to pull identity theft and pretend to be somebody that they're not. God, I pray that they would, at the end of the day, know who they are what they're called to do, so that they can fulfill everything that you have for their life. So God, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks so much for joining us on today's Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single day. Friday. If you know of someone who could benefit from this, we would love for you to share this on your social media, as well as go ahead and leave us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.